music means. That music means we are on air for Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. You have hit Sunday morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspect in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. This week's show on Stay in the Loop with Lucy is highlighting how a small community came together to offer others more connection. This came to my attention when I heard that they offered um, Christmas gifts to Hornby Connect clients last year and are about to do the same again this year. So I thought if a small community can be that generous, we need to know about it. We need to know what other things that they do and we need to make that connection for all of you to hear about. So today in the studio, I'm talking to friends of Mount Cola, a small, quiet community to the north of Hornsby, about an hour and a half, I think it is, from the centre of the city in a beautiful bushland setting. Mariko Smith is the chair and lives in Mount Cola with her husband and two daughters and also her elderly parents. They moved to the area in 2012, looking for a nice community to settle down in. Marika is heavily involved in local community building and is passionate about connecting people through community to mingle and look out for one another. Welcome, Mariko. Oh, hello. And my second guest is Jan Forbes, who moved to the area two years ago. She heard about Friends of Mount Cola um, and thought the work that they did in the community was interesting and extremely useful. Jan is involved in other community work elsewhere and wanted to contribute in her new locale as well. Welcome, Jan. Thank you, Lucy. Marie, you're the chair of Friends of Mount Cola. Can you tell us a little bit about the origins and how you all got together? Oh, yes, I can. I mean, I wasn't involved right at the beginning. Um, so, uh, But the first meeting was back in May 2015. So the group came about, um, started by some of the local business owners and also residents um, around the Mount Cola shops. So they're just on the Pacific Highway opposite Mount Cola train station. Uh, so sadly, by the time, you know, around 2000, by 2015, there had been a number of suicides in the Mount Cola area and the local business owners, um, so including, um, you know, the Mount Cola Pharmacy and Post Office and also the um, Mount Cola Pizzeria, um, those business owners and also the residents who would come in to visit them um, basically said that something had to be done, um, you know, as a community. Um, you know, we have a responsibility, you know, really to look out for one another and we want to prevent those sort of sad, um, you know, incidents from happening. And so, um, you know, we wanted to um, organise opportunities to help people, um, you know, get to know one another um, as a, you know, as a neighbourhood, but also as a community. It's such a sad reason for coming together, but it is through situations like um, local suicide where we realise just how lonely some people are and how hard they find it to express and to connect with support. Um, so sometimes it does take those tragedies to make people realise that there's a call for something that perhaps is lacking in a local community hats off to you for for responding to that and for that original group as you say the post office and the chemist yeah who are really the hub of the community aren't they that is right yes yeah. so, i mean i came in a couple of maybe a couple of months towards a year after the group um started so i definitely can't take any credit for that i mean my hats off to the mount cola um businesses um and also um you know the, the locals who go to the shops to um really start the conversation going and right. it's been a privilege to be part of the group since I think I've been a part of it since around oh late 2015 early 2016 so I've been chairperson for the last two years yes 
And Susan... Is it Susan... Susan Lowe. Lowe. Um, so she was one of the original members. Yes, is that that's correct? right. Yeah, and so there's a few others and also, um, yeah, Ken as well. There's a few who've been involved in the group from the beginning um, and we've really expanded from there. So um, we started off, you know, small, but uh, yeah, that's as the thing. As all you, good things. All, from yep. big trees... Yep, they from come little from things, little big acorns, grow. acorns. Absolutely. Now, Jan, you're a recent recruit, aren't you? I mean, you're a recent um, relatively, relatively yes. to the area, to the area. And yes. And then you heard about it mm-hmm. through your community. Can you tell us more about that? I did. Uh, my son has a local business, and he was aware of, particularly of Susan, setting uh, setting it up, and he said to me when I came up here. Oh, you, you're always interested in that sort of thing. Why don't you check in with Susan, which I did. And she was so welcoming. And uh, I went along to the first meeting and thought, yes, I think this is going to really suit me uh, because I just like the whole premise of the way it was working. I liked the small group and uh, I liked the, uh, the networking, which was unobtrusive, mm-hmm. but it was there. And it's clearly, you've mentioned the word Ken, it's clearly a male and female initiative. It's for the community. It's not just a women's group. That's right. I say just a women's group. To be honest with you, it's very important because a lot of women are isolated at home Mm -hmm. if they're in the younger sort of child rearing years. Mm -hmm. So that's incredibly important. Um, but equally, um, obviously, male suicide is one of the highest causes of death That's right. for men. So, it, it, mm. you know, it, it, it shows that actually they probably reach out a little less for mm-hmm. support. Well, we're very inclusive. I mean, yeah, we're not meant to be a uh, female-only group. I think it might perhaps reflect the trends where, I guess, in community groups, you often have a large number of, of women yes. participating. I mean, that might be just a, a sort of general trend that happens. But no, definitely with our group, um, you know, we, we have a, a fair good mix, I think, of ages as well as genders. Well, um, I think that's reflected in the last AGM. We decided to have family subscriptions, not gender subscriptions oh. and I thought that was a very individual, important yeah, individual yes. subscriptions yes. um yeah, because yes. I've been involved in a few community groups and I do notice that it does tend to be, um, you know, particularly older people. I mean, perhaps they have more time on their hands, they've retired, where we really need to have more younger membership. I mean, I'm, you know, um, 30, um, nearly 34 now. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's important to have younger people involved in the community. And I know that a lot of young people, you know, they're working, studying, um, you know, have their lives. But, you know, trying to encourage um, people from all walks of life really to get involved. I mean, we're friends of Mount Cola. The main thing, you know, if you want to join, um, is anyone who lives, works at Mount Cola or in any other way um, has a connection or interest in the Mount Cola um, area and community are very welcome to join. Excellent. Well, um, hold on to that because when we come back, we're going to maybe give some ideas about how other communities in other countries or other areas can start, what those foundational points are and what sort of things are the things that you can get going on. So we might go into what you first started with that. I am talking to Marika and Jan from Friends of Mount Cola. They're local residents and their main objective is to bring community together, creating a stronger and more connected Mount Cola. Now, let's peel that back slightly. To come up with that objective, we need to know why that even needs to happen. So what are you seeing changing in your local community? Well, um, definitely with the rapid development that is happening um, in Mount Cola, but also in surrounding suburbs, so Asquith, um, you know, Hornsby, Waitara, um, you know, we're going to have a lot more new residents uh, moving to the area, so um, including, you know, families, and so we're going to have a, a bigger community. So, you know, when you were talking about small communities, um, you know, we're starting off that way, but Mm. there's going to be a projected um, population growth. And it is so important um, to prepare for that and to ensure that, um, you know, we we 
keep going with, you know, a stronger and more connected Mount Kola. You talked about social infrastructure, mm-hmm. which I think was an extremely good word. And Jan, yep. you mentioned, you know, it is equally important to have that that infrastructure, you know, the, the infrastructure we think of as the car parks, the trains, the buses, the uh, medical centres, the schools. Definitely. Uh, I think the hospitals particularly are suffering at the moment. Mm. They're, uh, number one, Hornsby needs a lot of... Uh, uh, work with it, and a lot, a lot is happening there as well at the mm. moment. But uh, I don't know at this moment whether it's uh, keeping up with the demand yes. that the community has. So, because of course, one of the issues is that along this main train corridor, mm-hmm. which is such a great train corridor, there's this initiative to build high-rise, high-density yes. accommodation. Yes. Great plan because it means that people don't need cars. Mm-hmm. However, hopefully. hopefully Hopefully, because yes. really the roads can't mm. cope with That's those right. cars. Mm. And we're presuming that people who live in high-density housing don't need cars, but mm-hmm. we've still got to do shopping. And if it's a family, then, you know, having tried to do that on a train, actually, a train and a bus, actually, it isn't very easy. You can mm-hmm. only do yes. little bits and pieces, which means you tend mm. to spend more rather than... Yeah, I mean, I understand the policy rationale um, behind, um, you know, development along those sort of transport corridors. But I think, yeah, particularly decision makers need to consider the practicalities of, okay, once we have these um, developments um, built, I mean, with all the people there, what happens next? So, you know, making sure that... um, you know, as a community, we kind of function, um, you know, in an effective way that, yes, it's, it's kind of structured around, um, you know, work, life, study, but, you know, moving people around effectively, but also um, opportunities for people to mix. So, yeah, like I said, with, um, you know, social infrastructure, I believe, is um, just as important as physical infrastructure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, from my experience, before I moved to Mount Cola, I was living in the city, you know, pretty close to the CBD. And, um, you know, coming from that sort of environment where there is a lot of, uh, you know, apartment living, you know, houses quite close together. And um, I didn't really get to know my neighbours then. Um, I don't think people really felt like, they were, you know, to go out of their way to um, get to know who lives next door and to look out for one another. I, I just feel in the city, it, it seemed... I don't know, it's either harder or it just didn't really happen where when I moved to Mount Cole, I was really looking forward to being part of that really small sort of, um, you know, community and, um, yeah, like the part of the appeal was um, being able to get to know people, you know, being in for the long haul and getting to know people over many years. So, um, yeah, I think that's I important. think there's a transparency, uh, no, a, mm. uh, an invisibility that can happen when you live in the city. Mm. I've lived in cities all my life and, again, coming here and living in this area was one of the first times that I really, really felt that the community was calling for us to be part of it. And and I knew all my neighbours and every house we've lived in, I've always made a point of knowing my neighbours because that's kind of how I was brought up. But um, it's not normal. Mm. I noticed they're kind of looking at me going, oh... Okay. Yes, that that you know they liked it, but it was just weird that yeah. you know that we would suggest maybe getting together. And when we first moved here, they had a street party, and mm. I was just it took me back to my childhood and my, and the country village that I went to at my grandparents' house. And I thought, you know, that that's something we need to do more. And yet, what I see is that the the council and the make the uh, plans for the higher density but it's actually the community and the voluntary workers within the community that hold that community together. Mm. They see a need and you are all volunteers and yet you are actually doing the job. You are supporting council to do their job to make sure that you, you know, we, we lower the rates of mental health and, mm. and potential suicide and also keep half an eye on what the young people are doing so that we make sure that they've got something to do so they don't actually uh, act out in dysfunctional behaviours. Yeah, it's about creating opportunities and, um, you know, we, we are connectors as well. So, and liaise, you know, we lay, liaise with council, we, we liaise with um, 
local organisations. So, you know, Hornsby Connect is a major one and Jan will go into more detail about that later on. But, you know, we've also been in touch with Ability Links as part of Uniting Care as well. Um, So I think it's just about getting in touch with like-minded, you know, individuals, but also organisations and businesses that um, as long as they have some sort of connection to Mount Cola. um, So, you know, we we try to make sure that... um, you know, we we stick to Mount Cole. I mean, we can't, you know, solve all the problems of the world, but I guess, yeah, from little things, big things grow. So, yep. yeah. Now, if, you, if we're talking to an organisation or there might be someone listening who is in a community and they say, oh, I'd, I'd like, I feel like I'd like to start something like that in my local area, where would they start? Well, I think... Um, you know, getting together, I guess, is the first step. I mean, connecting with a, a group of people. So like with Friends of Mount Cole, it started off with a very small handful of people. Um, so talking in person, I mean, I think it's great to meet up, you know, physically, um, you know, over a, a cuppa or, you know, in our case, pizza, because we always um, <laughs> meet at the local um, Mount Cole pizzeria. Um, but yeah, even um, online as well, I think um, there are many ways people can connect uh, together now. So, um, you know, face to face, but also um, through great mediums like social media. So we have a pretty, um, uh, we're developing our social media presence. Um, and so I think that's, uh, you start off with um, gathering a group of like minded people and then you can project that um, your efforts into a tangible project so I think the first one that friends of Mount Cola worked on was um, like a uh, you know a Mount Cola mingle um, so I think they were structured around um, in national neighbors day so I think that falls That's on the 26th of March yeah so I think we kind of piggybacked off that event and in 2015 there was a uh, Mount Cola mingle held at um, Mount Cola Community Center and um, yeah that was very successful Um, so yeah I mean that was um, a big event to start off with but yeah would like to encourage communities that they don't have to start off with like the big blockbuster events they can do you know a range of small um, events there's any opportunity even if like we just put a call out on our Facebook page oh we're gathering at the the pizzeria tonight you know talk Mm -hmm. have a meeting come along so just trying to create opportunities no matter how small for people just to um, come out and, yeah, just be a part of it. Yeah, I like it, Mariko. Um, there are obviously tricky bits that happen, aren't there, when you get people together because we have all our past experiences of getting together that can influence what you bring to a group or don't bring to a group. So I'm, I think it's I mean, I can share from my experiences of being part of groups of people. What I observe is that, one, you're coming together for a common reason. That is agreed by everybody. So um, so for you, it might be Friends of Mount Cola. For me, it, uh, it might be the radio station. Mm-hmm. You all come together for that. But you bring all the hurts that you've experienced in other areas of your life to that situation. So if you don't feel like people get you or appreciate you, you will bring that to the new group and you will be looking for them to appreciate you. So the moment someone slights you in any way or doesn't appreciate you for something large or small that you've done, it opens this well of... of hurt that might have been you know uh, from previous experiences mm. and then and then actually influence the the group you're in and make it bigger and I, I i say it's really important to talk about that it's mm. been in other shows so i'll link to those other mm-hmm. shows um when we do the podcast but it is important to consider the different quirky natures of the different characters that you're going to bring together in an area isn't it yeah yeah i mean we have um yeah a range of characters um in Mount Cola. I mean, one notable um, character is Mick Gallagher, who is a former um, Hornsby Council councillor. And um, yeah, he is a um, very well-known um, community advocate in Mount Cola. So I think a lot of people know that he's larger than life. And um, and I mean, there's myself as well. Uh, I mean, just briefly, you know, where I come from is, you know, I, I'm growing up in a family where I have a parent with mental health issues. So, um, you know, from an early age, I've been aware of um, the challenges that involves, um, you know, not just for that individual person, but I guess the um, the impact it has on 
family and, and the wider circles. Um, also, um, you know, the reason why um, what really get got me kick-started with being more involved with my community was, um, you know, the sort of the classic example where you're faced with losing something that's special to you and that just really um, kicks in that sort of... Um, uh, that yeah, I guess had protective, um, you know, passionate aspects. So with me, it was um, you know with the Hornsby Council in regards to protecting community assets. So my daughter's daycare, for example, um, yeah, was um, being closed down, and I thought, well, you know, I took a step back and thought, wow, um, if community don't take notice of of these sort of developments, then We'll be worse off, I think, if, um, yeah, so we really need to band together and have a think about what we need as a community, what we want as a community as well. So that kind of puts the fire in my belly, but um, particularly with Friends of Mount Cola, it isn't a political group. We're not, you know, a religious group. Um, that's something I'm very firm about, that we are a social inclusion group. It's about creating opportunities for people to mingle. So um, everyone's coming to the group for various reasons or have various experiences. I make sure I leave my political activism at the door. Um, And, yeah, I mean, that's good for personal growth as well, like being able to um, explore community engagement from various angles. So, um, yeah. uh, yeah. Mariko, I also hear, though, that you bring your fullness to whatever project that you go into. So, when when we have something going on in the community, if we step back and let it happen, we can't then complain that it's happened. Mm. If we feel passionately about something, we have to bring off the fullness of ourselves. Even if we don't actually get anything out of it, we still have to express, you know what, I think there's a mistake here. I think you're, you're missing the fact that this is this is a community that really needs that daycare or if it really mm. needs that bus stop or, you know, you need to support that post office. It may not make money, but actually the post office is the hub of a community. It's one of the um, one of the safeguards for community engagement, as is a chemist. You know, I mean, any, any scratch below the surface of a public health course and you learn that those two are the stalwarts of community and the local shop. You know, if we build all these big shops where there's no connection Mm -hmm. on that level um we lose something jan have you ever what what would you say was your fire in your belly that brings you to to do some of the things that we they run it through friends of mount cola well it's a community helping others i was just thinking as marita mariko was talking about the group dynamics they're well explored and i think we'll find Practically every group, small or large, will function along the same lines. It will have its challenges. It will have its uh, benefits. And uh, I think the main thing is that if we understand that we... Everybody comes into a group for a different reason. We don't necessarily understand what the reason for the person next door's uh, entering into that group is. And that's when things can go a little awry. So as long as we understand and work with that, maybe just exploring the reason that somebody entered the group or wanted to be part of the group may solve any issues that may be brewing uh, that can help i believe so that's caring isn't it it's about bringing caring understanding Mm. taking time to get to know people Mm. and that's where your mingles work Mm. really well so that if if um i have a trauma at home and i come to the group and i'm really tetchy and i don't say look i'm so sorry this is nothing to do with you i've got Mm. you know or or my business is failing i'm on edge today i'm on edge and i'm really sorry i'm trying so hard not to bring it into the group Mm. there's an accountability and a personal responsibility Mm. isn't there Mm. but then equally it's like wow well done even though you felt like that for coming to a group and reaching out reaching out and actually if the fact that you recognize that you that it's not related to us Mm -hmm. thank you for leaving it at the door and and now we can work with it because although we won't let you be verbally abusive or physically Mm -hmm. abusive we will equally try and um, manage the situation and and uh, deal with it slightly differently on the other side of that coin many times people coming to a meeting or something like that feeling 
a little out of sorts can get involved in what the group's doing and it can actually help dissipate what the original issue was for yeah. the moment, not necessarily yeah. solve it, but for the moment. I agree. There's something about community yes. service and community yes. work that makes life less about self. Mm. Mm. Definitely. There's a lot of studies about that, I think, mm. as a way of well-being is um, mm. volunteering and, um, you know, dedicating yourselves to, um, you know, to other causes. I mean, that is helping your community, but you're helping yourself as well. So I think that's well documented. And, yeah, that's something that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know personally I get a lot of well, I, out of, yeah. I think Australians came to the fore in the Olympics. Apparently, we had the most uh, extensive or a huge number of people who volunteered, and everybody was really quite surprised. The committees were very quite very surprised at uh, how well Australians stepped up, as it were. Yeah, well, we've got the Invictus Games coming yes. next year, so we yes. need to do the same again. Yes, see that uh, mm. volunteer, but yeah. it, it volunteers. Um, I, one of my passions is is trying to uh, look at ways we can support the volunteer workforce because all too often volunteers exhaust themselves because they feel so much that they need to give but they're actually not giving from a bed of self-care mm. and you can't give from an empty glass. You have to make True. sure that your glass is full and that way you have the capacity to do that. So I have to say one of my little... Um, fires in my belly is to really get people to put the um you know the oxygen mask on a yeah, plane on their own mouth that. first yes, yes, yes. before they help another and, right. and sometimes you have to say look i i would love to help but actually today i can give you five dollars mm -hmm. but i need to actually go home and, and sleep because i'm exhausted myself and the next time they may say look i don't have any money but i do have some time at the moment because i'm in between jobs mm -hmm. and i would love to give you two hours a week where actually I mean, I volunteered and I learnt so many skills that I didn't know Definitely. I had mm. when I volunteered for a health and wellbeing organisation. Mm. It blew my socks off of, mm. of what actually I was capable mm. of. We don't know, do we, until we that's give right. it a go? Well, that's right. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the analogy of the hybrid car. You put so much petrol in it, but as it's going along, it's building up its battery. Mm. And I think mm. that happens with people who volunteer they've got they start with something hopefully yeah um, but as they continue working within the community yes. or whatever organization they are uh, building up their own resources as well I've been talking with Mariko Smith and Jan Forbes from Friends of Mount Cola a wonderful organization who we can so learn from you know how to build a community how to how to connect people how to see a need and then to support that need within the community what i have loved is reading you know just their their main objective is to bring community together to create a stronger and more connected mount cola and what i hope you'll get out of this show is an example of how that can be done in other communities and in, in other areas, and it's not just about this area, it's not just about this community. What can you see in your community, and how could you apply what we're talking about here to yours? This time of year coming up to Christmas can be a time of incredible rushing. It can be a time of amazing connections where people are more friendly and more connected and everyone's getting together for that, you know, one final time for the end of the year. Families who perhaps have not spoken to each other get together or not seen each other in a long while. You make those big efforts to come together at this time of year. I always hope that it lays a foundation for a new version of normal that if we can turn it on why turn it off Christmas is a time also where some people in our community feel a great pre pressure to do things that they actually can't afford to do to buy presents and to feed each other and ourselves in a way that that is just not within their control Friends of Mount Cola had an initiative last year which Jan is going to tell us about now. Jan, can you say where the impulse came to do something last year was? It started really as a thought 
just the fact that there are some people in the community who are alone at Christmas. Not only alone, you can have aloneness uh, and you can have loneliness, of course, but yeah. it was more that the, there could be people that did not have the opportunity to give a present, to receive a present. So we thought that what we might do, and it really was a tiny idea, mm. uh, just get a few, ask the community to maybe donate and get a few gifts. And we, the initial thing was to find some people within the community who were disadvantaged, maybe some parents who didn't have the opportunity to wrap a present for their child or somebody to give something to their partner. Um so we did that. We just put a poster out and we were absolutely amazed at the generosity of the community. We had three drop-off points, if you like. One was Susan's chemist and post office. One was Dynamic Motion Physiotherapy in mm-hmm. Asquith, mm-hmm. who very kindly put up a tree and allowed us to use that. And the other one was Galley Foods um, Eatery down in the marina at Bob and Head. Yep. Uh, and we also, there were from that point, there were people from the boats who were very, very generous. So anyway, overwhelmed by the amount of gifts we were given. Then we had to look around and find, okay, so how are we going to disperse them? And that was the next thing. It was really a a thought-by-thought process last year. So looking around, we heard that Hornsby Connect had only just recently been formed. So we approached them and fortunately... Steve Hopwood was uh, instrumental in helping us get together and uh, sorting it out. Hornsby Connect is a pop-up shop which helps the disadvantaged. It is a very um, substantial discount on what you could get from the shops. But they really are not set up to do anything around Christmas. So it, what they, what you have shared is that you were able to offer some of their mm. clients a little treat. And I'm That's also right. aware that it's not just children who miss out at Christmas. Sometimes right. the older people exactly. don't get given mm. anything or mums and dads are so busy handing out that they don't get anything Certainly. back. And and it's, it's an opportunity to get a little treat, isn't it? Absolutely. And that was the whole premise of it. Yes. yes. So it was very successful last year, I gather. We, we were astounded. Mainly, as I said before, the generosity of the community. We just put posters around and they just responded. I love the fact that people still read posters. Go that, (laughs) go that local community. That's all we did. Yes. did a fantastic job just going around the local shops. So at Malcola, but also in neighbouring Asquith as well, and just simply went into the shops and Mm. asked the um, owners, are are you happy for me to put this poster up? And um, Mm. yeah, many were more than pleased. Most. Mm. There were very few that said no. That's lovely. Yes. That's lovely. Yes. So this year, Ah. this year, obviously... You, you have the footprint of last year. We you do. have a foundation to build on. Have companies and organisations and individuals been more uh, willing to come forward? Now we've got corporate uh, wow. involvement, which is just amazing. One particular company called Universal Candy in Karingai yes. heard about us through somebody, through somebody, mm. yes. uh, rang and said, would you... Would you like to come and collect something? And so I went up in my little car thinking that I was just going to put a few things in the back seat. Yes. They had almost a, a, what do they call them, pallet? Yes, a pallet of different sorts of of sweets and gifts and things. So we have all of those, which is wonderful because Hornsby Connect, we've got a, a stronger relationship with Hornsby Connect now and they've been able to give us more detail as what would be required. With that, we can now uh, pad up the the gifts that we're giving to be more appropriate to the people that that we're giving them to. Wonderful. And also potentially offer to other organisations because you may be given more than Hornsby Connect need, which is is the ultimate, isn't it? It's not just with one group that you may build a partnership, Mm. but actually with yes. other groups in your community who may now come to the surface and let you know. Yeah, it's also like word of mouth. So if we hear yes. discreetly of, you know, a local family uh, might mm. need some help with getting kids um, presents, then mm. um, if someone just gets through to us, um, mm. then we could, you know, um, organise something um, 
specific. For them, yeah. yeah. Um, so all very discreet, of course. Um, mm. You know, we respect people's privacy and, and that's, a, that's something you know, we're very conscious about and very, you know, trying to be diligent about respecting. So, but yeah, the main recipient is Hornsby Connect, but yeah, definitely um, we are flexible and, and you know, open. and open to, um, yeah, addressing um, need from other areas, yeah. yeah. I'm so aware how hard it is actually to accept kindness and help from another when you feel low and you feel, I mean, I've I've certainly been in a situation where you feel a bit ashamed that you need any help. Yes. And um, so there's a real grace needed by people who are offering help to not... Um, belittle. I think mm-hmm. it's it's don't yes. don't offer it with sympathy because that comes loaded, mm-hmm. but offer it with the grace that actually this is just what someone would like to do. Um, you know, it's there for you if you would like to accept it. It's also been such a learning uh, curve for us as well. Yeah. Where it was amazing how much we learnt from doing it last year. We hope we're doing it better this year. We hope we're coping coping with the growth of it this year so all the time we're learning and that's a very important aspect of I think the work of Friends of of Mount Cola. This morning I am joined by the Friends of Mount Cola Um, their representatives are Mariko Smith welcome Mariko. Hello again. And Jan Forbes. Hello. Now Friends of Mount Cola is a group of local residents with the main objective to bring the community together, create a stronger and more connected Mount Cola but what they're sharing today is a foundation that other community groups around the country and around the world could potentially use as a as a um, as an kind of inspiring impulse to you know go for it themselves Mariko is going to tell us now about a project that started out from reading of something online well um, I mean this is how a lot of our initiatives start out is um, you know someone's got an idea and then they would um, put it to the group and I guess it will snowball from there so um, with the uh, Mount Cola street or the community um, you know lending library or street library um, idea came about was um, so yeah I mean I, I was looking through you know I read up on a lot of things and I came across a um, an article about a community um, in another area who uh, set up a little like lending library box in their street and um, there was a little segment about that and I thought oh wow that's really interesting um, and I'm like oh because I'm one of the page admins on the Friends of Mount Cola Facebook page and I thought okay that might be something interesting to put um, on on the page and get some discussion about so when I put things up I always mindful of going back to the mission statement and what our objectives are making sure that it you know, um, directly relates to our objectives. And the response was really encouraging. We had a lot of people um, express an interest for something like that happening in our area. And I thought, hey, why not? So I took it to our um, regular meetings. So that's how we um, democratically, you know, uh, uh, propose and um, and deal with ideas. And I said, oh, is this something that the group could... um, go behind and um, yeah we had a pretty you know good consensus on that and so I mean these sort of things take time I think it's been over about a year we've been kind of um, working on the idea you know as volunteers you know we just kind of do do a bit of research where we can looked up um, there is a organization called Street Library um, who help communities were setting these up and um, we were able to um, order a, well we had a someone um, you know donate a buy and donate a box um, ready-made street library box um, and we've just got a yeah this box ready to go um, and another opportunity for community engagement is to um, put out expressions of interest for a local artist to um, Think about you know volunteering their time um, and efforts to um, design and um, decorate our Mount Cola Street Library box and um, yeah so I, I think it'll be it's going to be a great little social hub and you know encourage a love of reading and also just get people you know it's much in the same sort of vein as those community gardens and mm. you know it's about getting people together but also with that aim of you know well being in mind. Yeah, I love it. Um, so are you looking for donations of books yet or are, we st- are you still early days? And- oh, we're already getting um, offers through the Facebook page and also word of mouth. I mean, I've got a few 
old books myself. I mean, that's the other thing is it's a, a great way to reuse, recycle old yeah. books. Mm, and definitely. a lot of us have those. So yes. um, I think that'll come in time. I think the next step is to get the box decorated and then um, to have it mounted and then we'll go from there. But um, yeah, I guess the idea would be to have regular donations of books. I mean, we have to think about storage, but I'd like the idea of, um, you know, con- you know, regularly stocking the um, little library. I mean, the idea is people can return the books if they want. They don't have to. Um, you know, they can just keep them or, or pay it forward, so to speak. Um, we're thinking about putting little stickers inside saying, you know, courtesy of Friends of Mount Cola. That's a good idea. Yes. So people can keep them and they can remember where it's come from. Now, um, that recycle, reuse is a mm-hmm. very good segue to another yes. little project and a passion of yours. Yeah, that was on purpose, I think I said. <laughs> but um, no, it yeah, made definitely. for radio, Marika. <laughs> well, we, like many other people and groups, we were very inspired by the War on Waste um, initiative. Um, so, uh, yeah, on the ABC. So, uh, yeah, we thought, well, is there a way that we could um, address those issues? I'm sure that many residents and businesses are mindful of, of that issue. Um, and, yeah, and I think it started off another conversation. So again, another post on the Friends of Mount Cola Facebook page. Um, what I found interesting was, you know, uh, putting to the group, well, how do we address reducing waste in Mount Cola? Is it something like that, you know, bag-free initiative, um, you know, go straight to bag-free? Um, or do we need to find that other ways maybe to lead up to that? Because that, that, that is quite, you know, to go completely plastic bag-free, I think it takes a lot of... Um, you know, preparation on the parts of businesses and also Education. changing yeah, and changing people's mindsets where, you know, we start questioning, do we need that plastic bag? Can we just bring a bag from home instead? But then do we remember? I, I hardly remember to take those reusable bags with me when I go shopping. So but just yeah. asking, do you need a bag? Yes. It yes. makes them go, oh, no, actually, I don't. I can stick it That's in this right. bag. It just, That's right. It just gives you a moment of yes. pause, doesn't so, it? So, yeah, so it made me think and I actually went around and talked to some of the local businesses and asked, okay, well, how, what, what would be your ideas on how to address it? And, you know, some businesses go, well, it, it's a bit difficult for us to go completely bag-free because, you know, the sort of goods that we sell, it's, it might be a bit impractical to um, have that in anything other than plastic. Or also I, I came to realise the cost of completely replacing with, you know, paper bags. That's paper more bags expensive. is expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a long story short, what we're thinking about is, um, you know, that sort of boomerang bag concept where you know we encourage people to use more of those sort of um, you know cloth bags um, those recyclable reusable bags um, and yeah I mean potentially you know maybe oh, encouraging businesses to set up little um, you know reusable bag hubs um, that people can donate leftover yeah, bags. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because I've got heaps and, you know, that I don't really need to use all the time. So, you know, so people can have that opportunity to go to the shops and they can just pick up one. They can, and it's like the street library idea. Yes, they can bring it back, um, you know, if they want or, you know, whatever. So. I know our local IGA have done that. They mm-hmm. have, they've got a, um, a beer barrel tub yes. and they've, they've said, you know, please feel free to put your bags in there. And it doesn't take much to do. No. I also remember going to... Um, Byron one year and being absolutely shocked because obviously they they were bag free mm-hmm. quite a while ago and um, I wanted to buy some apples or some veg and I had to buy these reusable little um, mesh bags mm-hmm. and I cannot find them again since I've still got my three that I had to you know that came mm. as part of the pack. I wish we had more of those and, you the know, that was an option. Bags. The old string bags. The old string bags. Because they fall to nothing. Yes, and it's important to be able to, you know, when, when you're weighing your goods, mm. not to have to necessarily take them out because that could bruise the sure. fruit or the veg, but that um, that is taken into account, that they're very lightweight and taken into account. Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, that's an example of we were inspired by what other people were doing, other yes. communities. So there's other community groups, and um, I'm happy to do a shout-out for yeah, you to bag, bag-free um, Beecroft. I was really inspired okay. by 
um, what they have been doing. I mean, particularly about, you know, being completely bag free. Um, I thought, oh, that, that's an interesting uh, idea. But yes, in terms of how to practically, I think it's important to tailor approaches to your individual community. I mean, it's great that um, they've been able to go straight to, you know, bag free. But I thought, I guess with Mount Cola, it's really important, you know, that community consultation aspect and, and actually going and talking to um, local people, local businesses to find out um, how to do that. This is all about the practicalities. Yeah. So. Marika, you are a politician in the making. Oh, don't say Community that. Oh. consultation <laughs> before making a decision. Anyone's yeah. listening, yeah, well, that is a, the way to go. It's very important to keep on reminding um, certain Politicians, people about absolutely. that. So if any of you are listening. <laughs> yeah, it is crucially important. You don't just sweep in and tell no. people what's going to happen. Yeah. Community consultation, then you bring everyone along with you it makes it so much easier and yes it would be much quicker and much simpler to just make a decision but you know when did that ever work in your family even (laughs) you know mum and dad say something and you're like Oh, could we have been? Dis- could we have talked about this first? Well, it comes to, I think it's just a human thing. I mean, it's all about this relationship building, and you talk to one another. I mean, like I said, I keep all that activism stuff at the door, but I mean, it all comes back to just basic human interaction. You, you need to respect, respect decency, talking, yes. talking to one another. So, I mean, the community consultation is a bit of a buzzword, but at the end of the day, it's just about talking and relating it is talking relating it's not difficult it's being open to people and what they're saying and what they're sharing jan you mentioned the tidy up the clean up australia so yes. can you share with us a little sure. bit about what that friends was about another Cola? we again hooked into clean up australia and again again this this thing of the community jumping to it is a, it's it's very heartwarming really we just we didn't have to do too much to that, we just put out. Uh, how did we? How did we publicise that? Well, I think America? to clean up Australia, that was Mick Gallagher that was, was um, Mick, spearheading yes. that. So I mean, that's another aspect of our group where we kind of um, delegate to one another. If someone has a particular yes. interest, and that mm. person can take ownership and run with it. So I think that's really. So that's like sure. Mick. Did you doing yeah. that with the Christmas appeal? And Mick did that with. And and we just set Australia up. Day. Uh, it set up outside the pizza area, and people just turned up grabbed some bags, took themselves off in pairs or threes or a family, yes. went around, they were given a certain area. Yeah, Mick was really to... good about that. He would have like a, a clipboard with, uh, okay, you guys could do this area, that area. Mm. And um, he organised with Clean Up Australia, the organisation to get the um, the bags and things. Mm. And um, no, Mick's very good at, um, you know, organising, mm. being organised. Don't you love how in community groups, Everybody has a strength. That's Everyone right. has a mm-hmm. strength. And I can only say someone who has the attention to detail to connect with the right group to get the bags, right. the clipboards, the pens, um, actually divvying up the area so you're not doing that on the mm-hmm. day. All of those little things, sometimes that's someone's strength. And they may not be the loudest person in the group. I, th- I understand that Mick might be a, um, a, a slightly bigger character. But there are people who can be quiet, who have great skills in those areas. They might be great online or doing research. Everyone can contribute. And and we had um, Jumbo Joy flights last week. And they were, you know, things like making sure the signage within the airport, little things that you kind of forget until everyone's lost. But someone will have thought of that. And sure. that's what you've got in your organisation. People think of the things that someone else hasn't, which exactly. is where dictatorships don't I work. I think that everybody who belongs to a community group as long as they understand they have something to offer they everybody has something to offer Mm. and it's once you're within the group that you realize or somehow it's brought out that you can do this or you can do that I have been talking this morning with Mariko Smith and Jan Forbes, um, friends of Mount Cola, uh, who are a group of local residents with their main objective to bring the community together, creating a stronger and more connected Mount Cola what they shared this morning is so much more than just a local community. They've given us an opportunity to see how people with fire in their belly and a passion and, a, and an interest in their community can do so much, have such a large ripple effect. As uh, Mariko and I keep sharing from small acorns, bring big, grow big oak trees. Now, 
where can we find out about you? Is there anything else that we can support you with that people in the local community can perhaps um, hear about here and then read about somewhere else? Yep. Well, I, I think the main ways to contact us, I mean, not just in person, I mean, feel free to, um, you know, go into uh, Mount Cola Pharmacy and Post Office and, and you know, make yourself known and um, and mention your interest. But, um, yeah, particularly we encourage people to um, email us. I will yeah. put a link on yeah, the website. But also through our Facebook page. So if you just type in Friends of Mount Cola uh, will come up in in the search. Um, so we've got a few, quite a few initiatives. I mean, not just the street library, community lending library, and the reducing waste in Mount Cola initiatives, but there's many, there's many others as well. So we've got an idea to um, uh, to put up a community notice board. Um, so in the same, you know, at Mount Cola shops, so near where the street library is hopefully going to be installed. Um, so that's another way for community to just um, you know be informed and um, you know it's a bit of a hub as well for people to gather and see what's going on in the neighbourhood we're also planning um, you know our next big um, mingle event so um, you know it might be a, a high tea we're, we're still nutting out the details um, we're also looking at um, you know maybe organising a community barbecue um, you know fundraising film event a social dance at um, you know maybe Mount Cola Community Centre so there are a number of um, local organizations and businesses who are um you know interested in offering their venue as as sites for our events so it's it's great so um and any other ideas please contact us via the gmail um account also um the friends of mount cola facebook page little things like not having a community notice board in my ignorance i assumed that every local community had a community notice board and ours is sponsored by Bendigo Bank. Yeah, that's, mm. what, that's the ones I've seen and that's yeah. what I was inspired by seeing those around like a Taramara yes. and um, mm. other places. And I thought, why don't we have something like, like that? that. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes comparison can be good when it impulses a change. To sit in comparison and not actually say, well, hold on a second. Maybe, I wonder how they got theirs. Maybe someone in their community said, we need one of those. And, and it's just been a knock-on effect from the first genius who came up with the mm. Community mm, notice right. board. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I keep my eyes open, and and you know that's like that's why I put things up on the Facebook page. I see things on my travels around. I thought, yeah. oh, that's an idea, and I put it to the group, and we have a, a vote on it, and yeah. then go from there. Yep, we're all little dynamos in our own way. We just need to actually activate that dynamo, that inner dynamo. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for being part of the show today. Any final words from you, Jan? Is there any, anything that you need um, for your Christmas appeal? Or uh, Well, if anybody, we put on the poster that it was finishing, uh, that, that the last co- collections would be on the 11th. But if anybody wants to still uh, donate, the, uh, on the bottom of the poster is my telephone number and I will collect from anywhere. Thank you for having us. It's It's been a pleasure and it makes me feel very proud to be friends of Mount Cola. Well, I should hope so. Definitely. Much to be proud of and people around the world now will know about Friends mm. of Mount Cola and see it as an inspiring organisation. We encourage people to join if, uh, yeah, please. So, uh, Got to be local though. Yeah. Got to be local. We'll have none of this Taramara residents <laughs> wanting to join the Friends of Mount Cola. But you can just be inspired well, by you. Well, they can you. start off their own group. Exactly. You know, hopefully we can inspire um, people to, to start off their own groups in other areas. Quite right. That's exactly Exactly how it should be. Thank you. Um, thank you, Mariko Smith. Thank you. Thank you, Jan Forbes. Thank you, Lucy. So the pressure to provide, the pressure to be with family, small communities provide support with an extension of our families if we're open to it. So perhaps Christmas is an opportunity to build more relationships, to learn about ourselves and our quirks and others, and to see what you can bring to a group, not necessarily what you can get from a group. To close, remember that regardless of what has or is happening to you in your life, you are and always will be you. And as I say, you are always amazing. The key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you you can recognize when your body's trying to tell you something isn't quite right and then seek support with the appropriate support service, be that mental or physical health. Look for support again in the community. It is there, just as we need to learn how to open up and trust again. Don't wait for it to come to you. Take yourself to life. 
The podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and on SoundCloud. And if you want to get updates, then remember to like the at Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page. And links to all of those spaces are available on the Triple H homepage. Till next week's show, remember to take a moment to look after you. Connect with the amazing people in our community. Be kind, be caring, be loved, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM.